Meanwhile, at the Hellfire Gala, Jean Grey and Emma Frost mingle. Oh, wow. God. Jean, is that oh, I was, is that what you're wearing? Yeah, yeah, it is what I'm wearing. I didn't do Jumbo Carnation this time. That's what everyone's doing. Your outfit's, I guess, a choice. I told you Jumbo would have gotten you a discount. Well, I don't trust your judgment these days, especially with um, the guest list. I mean, look, there's Sue Storm. Ugh. Nope, that's Jessica Alba. Oh, well, there's Sue Storm. Nope, that's Emily Blunt, and that hasn't been confirmed yet. Well, that is Sue Storm. Nope, that's just air. Oh my God, it's who invited the queen of the brood? Ugh. Uh, no, that's Supreme Court Justice Amy Coney Barrett. Oh, right. Oh my God, is that mastermind telling Pixie to get an abortion? No, that's Governor Ron DeSantis telling Pixie not to get an abortion. Right, right. Oh my God, I just stepped in something. Nope, that's Brett Kavanaugh. Oh, that tracks. Gross. Hi, everybody, and welcome to episode 229 of Comic Book Queer's Legacy. We're at the Hellfire Gala. It's a party, Evil Jeff. Party. Hey, party. Party. Woo. Hey. Oh, my God. You know what's so weird about the Hellfire Gala? What? It makes it so that it's been a year in the X-Men's lives and a year in our lives. And like comic book time and real world time shouldn't shouldn't sync up like that. It's the Hellfire Gala is aging our characters more rapidly than they should be aging. Yeah, it's going to be interesting if they try to do this every single year. It's going to be very interesting. Well, it's the 20th annual Hellfire Gala and I'm Emma Frost. I'm 57. Yeah, like here's something interesting, like a fun fact of characters that don't age. Bart is technically Bart. older than Homer Simpson. At this point. Yes. Then when when it began, Bart would be I, older than Homer Simpson. I cannot believe that The Simpsons is still on. Yeah. I guess that makes me feel young to a to a point. I mean, th- there was a time where The Simpsons was my whole oh. life. Well, then, but then the it goes into the zombie friends. years. Once once all the good writers left. Because apparently, because John yeah, because Wilder. it was such a cushy job, I have a friend that's um, an assistant writer there, and I'm like, "Oh, are you going to be a writer?" And he's like, "No one's leaving their job. There's no upward mobility in this, this on this show." But because because it's such a cushy oh, wow. job, all of the people that just wanted stability that weren't as talented to move on to other things just stayed. So all of the writing staff was just the worst people. Just stayed that just there. It's a paycheck. Yeah. Oh well. I just said this to a friend. I was like, we don't recognize how much John Swartzwelder, the writer on The Simpsons, defined yeah. our lives, our point of view on comedy. Yeah. I mean, just if you look back at those those early Doesn't Simpsons, get credit. Like season one to four, you're just like, there was no TV like that. There were jokes written that no jokes were ever written like that before. It was just brilliant. And then uh, even more so, season season three to season 11. Oh, I mean, yeah. That is... Oh, then it was just oh, beautiful. But anyway, that is the sweet spot. We're not here to talk about the Simpsons. Anyway, we're here to talk about no, but we should do a podcast about the Simpsons. (laughs) X Men comics. Let's play our X Men music. And by the way, X Men music. We're going to be talking about that later on in the show. Uh But for now, let's play our X Men music. Hit it. I want your X. All right, Brett. All right, Evil Jeff, I must confess. We have a lot of X-Men coming. There are so many X-Men books, so many. Were you able to read all of them? No, I've been traveling for work. In fact, I snuck away from a conference I'm at right now to come up to my hotel room and do this episode with you. So I have not read New Mutants 27, Marauders 4, and Wolverine 23, but would you walk me and our listeners through those issues? Okay, Wolverine... Just going to wrap it up for you. Do you remember Wolverine? Deadpool desperately wants to get onto X-Force. Desperately, de- desperately wants to be accepted as a mutant. And uh, Wolverine's like, no way, Jose. Never, 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 never. I'm still confused of whether Deadpool is considered a mutant or not, whether he is, isn't. I feel like I missed I think the... it's a hard no. I think it's a hard no. Was that a recent thing that happened or? Ugh, I don't know. Anyway. Uh, but they were fighting Danger, and it looks like Danger went back to Charles Xavier's mansion. And they even mentioned, it was like, remember when um, 
was it like Nightcrawler or Ileana and that X-Men annual go back to the mansion and then they Oh yeah. <laughs> and there was like that weird alien thing there. Well, apparently Danger, yeah. they were like, I thought the weird alien thing. And they were like, well, I guess Danger just killed that. Like they literally were like, we're just not going to talk oh. about that. So apparently Danger wiped that out, took over the mansion, and took over the Danger Room. <clears throat> They're fighting her. And basically she's like, I wanted to live on Krakoa with you guys. Um, and you guys told me to fuck off. Xavier's a fucking piece of shit. So why don't you all just, I just want you all to leave me the fuck alone. And she basically obliterates in the danger room with a bunch of, like, she basically puts Deadpool and Wolverine in a blender and then they mutate, they come back, they heal back merged as one. What? Because they were just blended together. And then they, like, pull themselves apart from each other. What? And then they're like, you know what, we're just going to leave you alone. And then they walk away. And then after that, Wolverine's like, okay, you proved yourself you could be on X-Force. So Deadpool has taken um, um, Kid Omega's place on X-Force. Oh, shit. You know what? I thought you meant Wolverine was talking to Danger, and I got more excited for it being dead than that. Then it, <laughs> it would be dead. Yeah, Deadpool. no. Danger with, her, Danger with her little kid that looks like um, Professor X is just like living in the mansion. And they're like, we'll just leave you alone. Okay. Yeah. I mean, but she yeah, she was yeah. the most important room in the house for a very long time. Yes, and so it does look like starting in the next issue of X Force, Deadpool will be in it. How do you feel about that, Evil? I couldn't give two shits. I'm not like against All it. Right. I just don't care. I will tell you this: of um, if if I would rather have Deadpool or Omega Red on X Force, I would rather be Deadpool. Oh, Deadpool. But now we have Thank both you. of them. But now we have both. Ugh. Oh, yeah. Oof. This book just got even worse. So no mention of Madison Jeffries? No. No. Oh, fuck my dick. I know. So next we're going to talk about New Mutants, which is just sort of wrapping up this um, magic arc. Colossus gets sucked into limbo and, and literally nothing happens. Like, literally nothing happens in this where you can probably just read the next issue and it won't matter. The only difference is Colossus is... How many times... How many times does Colossus use the word snowflake? Oh, a lot. Because he... Because... Oh, I bet. Because they end up getting... um, They end up, like, teleporting into a dream... Into, like, a spell of young Ileana where everything is, like, Alice in Wonderland. And... Uh, Belasco is like the Red King instead of the Red Queen. And the, in the mm-hmm. end, she's just like, you look like me. Can you save me? And then it's just like, you're the young me and I'm you. I'm going to save you. And she's like, no, you can't save me because that'll change the future. I'm going to do it. She's like, no, I don't want you to suffer the way I want. Oh. And in the end, she like has to let her go. And then they like move on. And then they're like, and then there's like one more issue of this and i'm just like just get back to the new mutants i'm excited for this new trans character um yeah for escapade escapade so i'm like let's get to that and also wasn't this supposed to be about like maddie Pryor though well, yeah and they, they have there's a whole part where they have just like a fight just a written out on one of those data pages like because i guess he just was too lazy to draw it like a fight between danny and madeline and everything and she was just going off on like you're all mad at me, but you let Sinister be on. They're like, well, there's a difference because, you know, we have checks and balances to keep Sinister in play, but we won't have any checks and balances on you. And I just realized, like, no one has really, like, it's just writing Madeline just, like, as a pure, like, crazy evil villain. And I was just like, that's not really who she, I mean, she did kind of turn like that in the end, but it was also, there's a whole bunch of other shit going on. And I just wish, she's, I don't know, I just don't care. It's just not written well. I'm sorry. Yeah. So there's that. And All then right. is the is the worst of them all. Oh my Marauders. god! I, this I, I don't I, I, Marauders. I don't know if I'm going to read Marauders anymore. This is one of because first of all, no offense to the artist. Art is I hate it. The art is very bad. I can't stand it. And and basically, so Zandra is dead, and they're like. They go into like whatever those red armored people are called. I forget. I'm. What are all these people called? The crimson things. The crimson, yeah. So they basically find. There's like one last ancient mutant, and basically it turns out. Do you know what the big secret is of like what they're holding? 
what? is that uh, two billion years ago, Earth had just mutants. So not to mention, two, oh, so first me. of all, two billion years ago, um, there weren't even fucking dinosaurs. Like just like simple Google of like the history of the Earth. Like two billion years ago, it was raining fire. Like, I don't know. I'm just like, like the amount of hoops they want us to jump through. And also they're them saying that mutants came before any other living thing on earth is basically a slap in the face to the idea of homo superior. The whole idea is that mutants are evolving from humans. They were the next next evolution. So to then be, and I was already like annoyed with the whole Iraqi, like these proto mutants and this, but these aren't the Iraqi. These are different proto mutants. There's so many different proto mutants. So I'm like, why stop it? You already have the Iraqi. They already established those other ones in that Lady X-Men book. They had those proto-mutants. Why are you doing this where there were mutants two billion years ago? And here's the whole secret that they're trying to keep is that the Shi'ar went to attack them and they lost. And and they decided to like just leave them alone. And they're so embarrassed by their loss. That is the secret they have to keep. Toxic masculinity. Stupid. Stupid. I hate it. I hate it. Also, before that, and then, and then Kitty Pride, she dies. She dies in a way where I'm like, I feel like, yes, yes, yes. She dies in a way where I'm pretty sure she could have phased. She basically took a blunt blow in place of Bishop, where she's like, you're more important. And I'm like, why didn't you phase? I don't get it. So she's dead. So now she's gone. And then. Bishop's kind of Bishop and Cassandra Nova are kind of in charge, and basically this this one left this one from the two billion ago mutant. He's the only one left. They like pull him out of a jar or whatever, and basically he's like, well, all those other mutants they ended up getting killed off anyway, and so they're all dead. And so they're like, well, we know what we have to do. We need to use Tempo's powers to go back in time to save the mutants from two billion years ago. Uh, what? What? Why? Okay, so Tempo can go back in time. Let's save um, right. the Jews in the no. Holocaust. No. Two Let's billion go back two year. billion years like, to save. She, she's Why? Like, is she like two it, billion years? No problem the, for my powers. Two billion. And there is like a whole, there is the only thing interesting is Tempo talks about where she's like, you don't understand how much time has been shifted. And she basically says there is time manipulation. Time manipulation is constantly happening. And I'm the only one that sees it. You all don't think it happens because when time changes, when the time stream changes, you just change along with it. However, because of my powers, I remember. So she, and I was like, put her in immortal. That's interesting. Put her in immortal X-Men. Exactly. Because then it's like, does that mean technically by that, which they did not mention, you should remember all of the other. She'd be like, he reset lifetimes. it again. And they'd be like, what are you talking about? She'd be like, never mind. Or because she has a hard thing where the universe completely starts over. So that might be different than time manipulation. I don't know. Anyway, it's really bad. It's really bad. It's so messy. And in the end, the new bad guy that comes along is someone that is Nemesis. Now, isn't Nemesis, wasn't he like an... He was was from Age of Apocalypse. the son of of Apocalypse Apocalypse. and like Famine or something? Oh, that I don't remember. He was like AKA Holocaust. Yeah, but apparently, but then it's like, I don't, I hate it. It's so bad. It's 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 like literally of how good Marauders was. Talk about letting Emma leave a comic and then it becoming the worst piece of shit ever. Ugh. There's a Twitter thread going around of everybody ranking their like the current X books, and everybody's list has Marauders on the bottom. Everybody's. Yeah, it's it's really embarrassing. All right, I don't want to talk about it. Anymore. Well, let's talk about good X Men books. Should we go into um, Immortal? Let's talk about that that immortal. Yes. I almost want to be like, hit it as if we're doing a new segment. <laughs> uh, 
We finally have Emma. Um, we finally have the Emma Frost point of view issue. Sleeping in a diamond. Although I have to say, like, at the at the end, at the end, it becomes like less of an Emma issue and more of a plot issue. But okay. Yes. 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 But yeah, we have her sleeping in diamond form. That like, there's been so many things about like Emma sleeps weird throughout the years, which I love. It's a great, it's a great thing. Emma Frost sleeps weird, and that manifests in a variety of ways. And basically, everybody now knows that the mutants are immortal, and they're all everybody's jealous. Everybody's like, "Well, how come we can't do it?" And she's basically and, uh, like, Scott, you couldn't keep your fucking mouth shut for like two more days. And and that's the thing is he's like, well, I do. I realized that Orcus was just going to release it and then we were going to look like liars. But the thing that Orcus couldn't release is they don't really know the reason. Well, I guess they do technically because of Moira. But I was like, you know what you could just do? You could just be like, it's a mutant that resurrects people. So we can only resurrect a few. Just lie like that. Just be like, we just have a mutant that has resurrection powers. That's all. That's why Cyclops and Jumbo Carnation came back. The By end. the way, that mutant I don't died. know. I feel like, I can I be hired for your marketing team? Yeah, P, you'd be a better PR than, anyway. This notion of Emma sleeping in diamond form, there's really like three reasons why. I thought these were fascinating. So Emma reveals that she sleeps in diamond form. Number one, bullshit reason to protect her from psychic attack while she's vulnerable. Okay, girl. Number two, because this one I believe, diamonds do not age, so she's staving off aging. That's the reason. That's 100% the only reason. (laughs) Well, (laughs) but then she says a line that made me think it's the third reason. And I'm aware that when I'm touched, I am hurt. So it just feels like Emma is retreating away from relationships, from intimacy, more and more. Like as these, well, she's as, bitter that Cyclops sleeps with Wolverine and Jean every night and not her. Right, but I just think in general, like I think she's as she's ascending to power, not power, like as, I guess power, but also she's got more and more responsibility because I think she's finally realized, well, it ain't Xavier. And it ain't Magneto, and it ain't Cyclops, and it ain't Jean, and it ain't Storm. I guess it's me. And so for her to be able to do that, thing, she's got yeah. she's got to not be vulnerable in any way, shape, or form. And relationships make her vulnerable. If we think about it, and I am totally not counting her crazy, inhuman, like that whole thing I kind of just pretend doesn't exist. So keeping that part aside... Emma always likes to be the person, she likes to be the person behind the curtain, manipulating everything and having um, the other person in front be, you know, the the god, the wizard. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's how she likes to work. And I think she's slowly realizing here, I don't really have one of those. I don't have a puppet. I think I'm just going to have to do it myself. Yeah. I think we just have to fucking do it myself. Yeah. And that's a very different thing for her. And so, and I love time it. to toughen up. Yeah. So I sleep in diamond form. But basically, Cyclops gives it to Emma of the whole Dr. Um, uh, Stasis reveal being sinister. Clover clubs. Is it club sinister or clover sinister, I guess? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and so she reveals that and it's just the best or sinister just fucking runs. He just fucking runs like. Sinister's like, I'm out of here. And he clones himself in the moment so that there's like 20. Taking little multiple man yeah. pills. Uh, did you oh, that? is that what it says on them? <laughs> yeah, they have them. They have the Madrox M. The M. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. And it's this stupid line that they're all yelling. Oh, I'm Spartacus. Oh, I'm Spartacus. <laughs> dumb. So great. It's dumb. Yeah. So basically, and that's what I mean by like this, this issue kind of loses its focus on Emma to show you the consequence of Sinister yes. having been outed. And the best thing is, is Destiny, similar to Tempo, is like, my powers work outside of all of this. And she basically kind of tips her hat to Sinister of like, I know what you're doing. And then he's like, well, I'm just going to kill a Moira and start over. And he's like, wait a minute. 
That's what she wants me to do. Destiny knows, so that's what she wants me to do. So I think I need to play this out a little bit longer to kind of see how it goes. Yeah, she she Which I think is just brilliant. brilliant. She says to him, you can't run from this, don't be a coward. And then he tries to shoot her. Yeah. And Mystique was like, couldn't you have stopped him to Destiny? And Destiny was like, I I think I did. I think I just did. (laughs) Which is so (laughs) Destiny. Just one sentence out of her mouth to alter the course. God, I love Destiny so much. And he decides to come back out, basically be like, hey, I'm not a part of that. I'm an offshoot of that. I'm the mutant sinister. Like, you know, I'm going to clear my name. But he gets sucked up. Mm-hmm. By who? We will find out in, a, in, a, in another issue. And Emma's just like, what the fuck? What fuck. the fuck? And I think this kind of goes right into the Hellfire Gala. Yep. In which Moira is now officially just like, this is the one thing is, is I, it's the same thing with me. She's being Madeline Pryor. Yeah. She's got no personality now. She's just maniacal. Like she's <laughs> literally just like full on maniacal. She's twirling vision, villain. Yeah. <laughs> And I think the the thing that I wish they really did is that I think in Moira's lives, I think the way they're writing it is that after Destiny killed her, she's so mad at Destiny. All of these lives have been tricks and she's been trying to kill the X-Men all these times. And I don't think that's true. I think she literally tried to then be a mutant and all of that. And I think the last life she was in then made her, you know what, fuck it. I actually should just get rid of the mutants. I think I should get rid of the mutants. That's what I, and I think- Yeah, all of this is too painful, it's too Exactly, much. and I think that's so much more humanizing and gives it so much more depth. And I t- honestly feel that she would have qualms and feelings towards her son, towards Xavier, towards mutants. I feel like there would be some- Bitterness, hesitation, regret, confusion, confliction, because that's what makes a character interesting. Them just being like, ha, 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 ha. I mean, her just being like, ha, I should get rid of the resurrection. And then I'm going to go up to my son and be like, I never loved you. It's like just so flat to me. You know what I mean? It is. Moira going up to Proteus and deciding just to kind of like hurt him and insult him where you had a real opportunity to take put him on a your side, warping mutant, right? It's stupid. It's but stupid. instead you're like, I never loved you. Instead, and so you, you just you, made you, him like, more. You, um, you, you, mommy dearest, it him. You, you fade down away him. What the fuck? You Joan Crawford him. And it looks like so. Moira's main plan is like, hey, we're gonna genocide everybody, all these mutants. But the first thing we're gonna do is kill the five. And she acted like when she went to the Hellfire Gala, she was going to kill the five. And I don't see where that plan was played out at all. Because she left at the end and was like, oh, I didn't, I didn't do pick it. That up. I'm like, did you she try it? She didn't know about the five. What do you mean? She didn't know about the five. Yeah, she, she did not know about the five when she stepped foot on Krakoa. No, she learned about it afterwards. And she told Orcus. She learned about it in that moment. What are you I talking about? She was her Xavier and Magneto knew everything. Oh, right, right, right. Oh, my God. I'm so stupid. Can we cut that out? <laughs> no. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying is she knew. See, no, here's what happened. You're, that's what I mean. This is so far removed. From Moira, from yeah, you're Moira, like, this is a completely different character. That I'm like, it's a different character. Exactly. No, I totally understand. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying is like, she was like, I'm going to get that or kill the five. And then she's like, ah, oh, I didn't know what was going on. Yeah, like, you're right. What? You're right. So it's just, uh, and especially the whole Mary Jane Watson thing, where now it is like, she runs off. Um, and then it was like, it looks like continued in Spider-Man is where Spider-Man and Grey Crow and Wolverine, and Wolverine are going to try and save Mary Jane Watson from Moira, which I'm like, I'll read that. That yeah. sounds fun. I'll read that. But still, it's just a little bit of inconsistencies. And and I, I also just want to say this. We are nitpicking the fuck out of this because we are such diehard fans. And also, we understand that it is very hard 
it's very hard to keep all this together. And and we just have such high expectations because we love it so much. So I don't want to feel like we're constantly shitting on everything, but yeah, get it together. Especially in a peak moment. Right. Especially in a peak moment like the Hellfire Gala where you're like, this is it. The hype is real. There were so many moments that worked so well. So many great bits and jokes and, and legitimate character moments. One real bright spot for me. I know. So we get the lineup of the new X-Men. We get the winner of the secret X-Men vote. Um, and as we all surmised, that winner is Firestar because she's the only one out of the candidates that a lot of non-X-Men fans non-X-Men readers knew from Spider-Man and His Amazing Friends, the cartoon in the 80s. So we knew she would win, just like Polaris won the last one because she was on The Gifted. But what that, so that did give a hit to kind of the diversity and the representation on the team, which is still a shitty thing. What it did open up was a resolution to the Firestar limited yeah, series. Yeah, that's right. Wasn't she supposed to be a Hellion? The late 80s, early 90s. Wasn't she a Hellion? was that introduced her to the comics. Her limited series was all about Emma trying to recruit her to the Hellions. And that's when Emma blew up the bitch's pony. (laughs) That's when Emma blew up Angelica's pony butter rum to make it look like Angelica did it with her powers so that Angelica would be like, well, my powers are out of control. I need you to help fix me. So Emma blew up her fucking pony. Emma blew up Butterum the pony. Did Firestar figure that out in the limited run? Yes. Yes. I, I need to reread that. It's been like, I think I read it, but like literally like 15 years ago. And we're finally talking about it here. And Angelica even says like, I'm not part of the mutant community. I never set foot on Krakoa, which is a reason a lot of X-Men fans were like, she doesn't belong in the X-Men. But Emma takes responsibility of that and says, it is because of me that she never integrated into our community because I traumatized her because of her mutancy. And they address all of that. They even bring Captain America in, who encourages Emma to vouch for Firestar and give her a chance. Yeah. It's incredible. It's so good. They even mentioned butter rum. Great. I love that too. I also, I love having Firestar. They tried to bring her back when they brought, when Nightcrawler was brought back from the dead. Firestar was briefly in that. Yeah, on that team. Yeah, but it wasn't, uh, it wasn't enough. I want more Firestar. No, I love, I mean, look, I'm a, I'm a guy that grew up with Firestar. Like she was one of the first superheroes I knew. And cause that cartoon, like I was three years old and I was obsessed with that cartoon. I love Firestar and I love that she's part of this team. And again, it even brings up this invented friendship between Iceman and Angelica that was in the Iceman comic on Unlimited, where they are amazing friends because yeah. of that cartoon. And so like Angelica was Bobby's date to the gala and like they're on the team together. And he's like, oh, bestie, I can't wait to do this with you. And I'm like, I love that they're here now. You literally had 30 years, 40 years, 50 years yeah. to get them here. I, um, in Cerebro X, the other podcast, they're going over Spiral. Ooh. And I didn't realize there was a whole, I, I need to figure out which comic this is in, but there was a whole comic where um, the Freedom Force, when Spiral was in it, were totally torturing, Spiral was totally torturing Firestar. Oh, and I was like, I don't remember that. Oh, I don't either. To the point where she had to fake her own, she, Mystique had to help her fake her own death so Spiral would stop coming after her. Weird. And I just saw this from a Cerebro X TikTok where they were just showing the comic of her. Oh my God, that's so Mystique, funny. Mystique like showing her gravestone. So I'm like, oh, there's a lot of shit. Because that's the thing we have to remember. Firestar is not an X-Men character. She's um, a New Warriors character. New Warriors, thank Most you. Most of her and growth Avengers. and character development it's all in the new warriors and the Avengers. When, when was she in the Avengers? It was when George Perez took over. Um, was she West coast or regular? It was when they returned. She was regular. It was when they, I think it was when they returned from the whole heroes were born era. And then, so it was like the George late 2000s. Perez, yeah. George Perez was given, it was like late nineties, early two thousands. George Perez was given an Avengers book. It started again at number one. And she was on the, she was part of the lineup. Um, it was when, like, their opening arc was they went back to medieval times and fought Morgan Le Fay, but it was, like, 50 different Avengers that went back in time. 
And then from that, they culled a lineup and Justice and Firestar from the New Warriors were part of the Avengers in that lineup. Fun. Fun. So a lot of great Firestar stuff in this. Um, A lot of ramifications of people finding out about the resurrection protocols like Clea, who wants to use them to resurrect Doctor Strange which Emma prohibits. Well, not prohibits. It's the thing where they're yeah, just Pam like, wants to use they're literally them. like, it's a mutant thing. It doesn't work they're that like, way. We literally don't have the memories of the, of any human. We only have the memories. Right. You have to so be. So it's human. like, it's. I think they need, the way they need to push this is like, we just literally can't. It's not like we won't. You can't do it we if can't. you're human. We literally only have the memories stored of mutants. So, Sorry. I personally love the Spider-Man Doctor Doom moment where Peter was like, maybe Jimi Hendrix and David Bowie yeah, were mutants and great. they could be like resurrected. David Bowie is a mutant. And Doctor Doom is like, do you think? Which is David one of my Bowie favorite happened? cartoons ever, The Venture Brothers. Um, at the end of season one, there was like the main evil villain in like the, um, the Guild of Calamitous Intent. And in the end, the leader comes forward and it's fucking David Bowie with magic powers. Oh. And you're just like, ah! Have you ever watched The Venture Brothers? No, I never did. I mean, it's literally written by people that are exactly our age, so all of the references are catered to people exactly our age. Oh. It's like a dirty, fucked up Johnny Quest. Anyway. Um, I, there's a lot in here with Tony and Phylong and Emma about the future and kind of the path everyone's on and you know a lot of lot more of like emma saying i'll never marry you tony stark which was in the cards for a while yeah it's good uh we yeah but the um i want to bring up the john ham stuff um do we get the joke what is the joke <laughs> january jones Oh, Jan- right. January Jones that's and John Ham. That's too many bridges to jump. <laughs> I know. Like, John Ham is a joke on Mad Men. And in his wife, he was played, his wife was played by January Jones. And then January, January Jones, Jones who also played, played Emma, Emma Frost. Frost. That's too many. Especially, also, especially, we, we're not talking about January Jones as Emma Frost. It's one of the worst abor- abortions. We never talk about that. In the entire uh, history of the X-Men. But one thing I want to say about this, like this culminates in the X-Men being chosen. And one thing I want to say about that is this one felt like they shirked the popular vote. They had Wanda kind of call it. And Wanda was like, wow, we really haven't reached a consensus. And so this lineup is kind of built through shadiness. Like, of course, because there's only two people of color. It's, It's a racism. It is. It's rigged. Like, it starts with like the white queen holding up white supremacy. Great. Yeah, the white queen is like white people only Firestar, and Captain America's like I did that. And then Cyclops is like Forge. I know you're working on a top secret project for Xavier and the Quiet Council, and I feel really weird about that. Therefore, I'm gonna do this. I nominate Forge for the X Men, so Scott can keep tabs on him. And then Forge is like right back at you, buddy. I nominate your brother for the X-Men and they have it's like, wait, what's happening? And then Iceman's like, well, my bestie Firestar's on it, so I'm going to join. And then Magic was like, thank you for your votes, everybody, I guess. So did Magic win the vote then? Oh, no, no. Ra- Magic. No, Magic was like, I want a spot on this team and fuck you. You have to fight me for it if you don't want it. So I'm are there fine. just other people in all of this so- like telepathic thing being like, did, did we vote? Why did we vote? <laughs> did we vote? Did we vote yet? And the Scarlet Witch, again, she was just like, chaos. Like, well, the vote did nothing. So everyone get politics. <laughs> You're right. Weird. I didn't think about that. That was ridiculous. Let's move into anyway. uh, Eve of Judgment. <gasps> yes, Eve of Judgment. So first of all, one takeaway from this book did you see the back of like all the issues that are going to comprise this event? No, I did not. Is it a lot? This is going to be this. It's this is going till November, playa. Oh, you're right. Oh, Jesus Christ! Look at all of those issues of comic books that will be part of this event. There's yeah, but a you have lot. to remember a lot of these are like one-off stories that aren't to the plot. Like I think we can miss Axe Iron Fist. 
Like I, th- I think I can skip that one. <laughs> I will tell you this though. Yeah, I do like Axe. Death. I want. Uh, where's Axe awesome. body spray? That's what I want. <clears throat> In Jersey, where I belong. So I feel like this is all going to lead to something huge. Um. Basically, it looks like Druig is now kind of in charge of the Eternals. And his new thing to get power is to get power, you need an yeah. enemy. And so he's like, we don't have any more deviants. You know who's a yeah. deviant? Mutants. So let's just kill all of them. Mutants and excess. They're on Mars. They're resurrecting. It's excess. So basically, he's he's a Republican. He's just Trump's where it's like, um, which yeah. I actually find that I think that's a very... Yeah. Um, prescient, like it's a very topical plot line. I like it, but it also definitely yeah, is reflective of like, yeah. I'm just going to genocide a bunch of people just so I can um, make myself more powerful. Yeah. Just to bring the country together. Yeah. And yeah, and bring in, yeah, right. It's more about what you And said. so now it looks like Orcus is probably going to go on the side of, um, is going to go on the side of, the Eternals, but the other thing that's interesting is uh, who's um, what's the main Eternal guy's name? The strong one, the one who- Icarus. 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 I'm sh- I'm very confused because he's like I need to fight deviants, and so it's very weird. Where I'm like, once he if he truly believes a mutant is a deviant, I feel he will fight against them. So I'm not really sure where he's gonna. I, and it's weird where they kind of have people that they don't like Icarus. Yeah. But I'm not sure where they're gonna, whether they're going to side with the X Men. So it is interesting where all the Eternals are kind of fractured. But does that mean? But we don't know who where everyone's going to stand. Right. So I think a lot of this is going to be the X Men trying to find the Rogue Eternals, come on our side. The Avengers being like, oh, we're going to help the X Men. But then the Avengers also might be like, well, actually, the X Men are a problem. Maybe this is a good thing. So I think there's going to be a lot of things where people don't know which side to be on. So I think that's interesting. Yeah, I do too. Is the character um, that was gay in the Eternals, is he gay in the comics as well? I'm not sure. Fastus. What's his name? Fastus. 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 I don't know, but he's like, I mean, he's one of the good ones. You know what I mean? Like even more so than um, Makari and Ajak, who are the ones that wound up kidnapping Sinister, as we saw in Immortal X-Men. Yes, yes. And so that we see him later kind of and like crystallized being held captive that they're going to be using him. Um, and it also looks like some of the, the, the Eternals are actually working with some deviants. Crow, who I think is, I, I know that like, Thena was um, like in a couple, like she was coupled with a deviant, I think. Like she, I wonder if that was Crow. It doesn't seem like they're romantic now because it seems like Crow was a little, like he got a little crush on Cersei. But yeah. And it seems like I don't know what the story behind the basic war between the Eternals and Deviants being over is, but it seems like yeah. that's over. And what about Thanos? Who is Thanos in all of this? Who's he related to? Is Thanos still alive? Is he and is he going to be in this? No, uh, I think they killed him last. So he's dead. Okay. Yeah, that was what it's the the power vacuum that Thanos Thanos going away is what brought Druig into power. Yeah, so this is going to be complex, and it looks like we've got a hefty number of issues to navigate that complexity. How fast before we get sick of it? <laughs> one thing I thought was cool is one of the um, two weeks. One thing I thought was cool is that one of the other rules that the Eternals live by, in addition to get rid of excess deviation, is protect the machine, the machine being Earth. So when Druig and Domo try to blow up Krakoa, the Earth is like, no, 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 no. And they basically say that Krakoa is such a meaningful part of the machine of the Earth that they can't just destroy it. But now the machine of Earth, is is there, like in the movie, is there um, a celestial inside of Earth, according to them? Girl, I don't know. You think I read the Eternals? <laughs> what, who are you talking to? <laughs> I have no idea. All right, sorry. I have no clue. You know more than I me. I have no clue. I don't think so. I don't think so. Well, it's just how they kept calling it the machine that I was like, oh, they're talking about like it's alive. I, yeah, I, the the Earth is okay. narrating this story, and I think that that was true for um, Kieran Gillen's Eternals that it is narrated by the machine, aka Earth. Well, I think. What do you think is going to be the big? 
game changer for the X-Men after this is over. Ooh. Do you think we're good? They're going to lose um, resurrection. Ooh. I say no. Do you think they're I going say to no. lose? I do think there's going to, I, I do think there's going to be a, I think there's going to be a point where the five are going to be murdered, but they're going to figure out how to bring them back with a, with a different five. That's my prediction. Ooh. I think the five are going to be murdered and they're going to get tempo. I, they, honestly, I feel they could, um, they could get Mr. X from Avalon um, to replace uh, um, Moira's son. Yeah. Proteus. What's his name? Proteus. I feel like the only one is egg. Or gold balls. He's the only one that I don't know who they'd replace him right. with. But that's my personal thing. Of I think that's going to be one of the main plot points. What do you think? Do you have any predictions? Um. Yeah, they'll lose a Rocco. They'll lose a Rocco. Wow. Wouldn't it be interesting if the Rocky side with the Eternals? Ooh, geez. That might be interesting. I think we did a lot of X-Men there. We did. That was a lot. That was dense. Should um, we talk about mutants somewhere else? <laughs> I'm freaking out. Yes. Yeah. 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 I wish I had a videotape of, of my reaction. Oh, I do but too. But let's talk about, let's talk about Ms. Marvel. Hit it. Someone who watch superhero sci-fi stuff with me. Ms. Marvel, Ms. So walk Marvel. me through. Can we just jump to it? Or like, should we talk about the episode first? <laughs> let's talk about the episode and then get to that. Let's talk about that. Because I'm because i not going to want to go back to talking about the episode after I talk okay. about that. Basically, Ms. Marvel comes back. And here's my complaint. I have this complaint of her relationship with her parents. I was complaining that, hey, the mom is a little bit cooler than you think, bitch. Why don't yep. you trust her by telling her? Cause she, and now the mom is way too cool. She would not let her go out to a comic con at seven p.m. And now, and now she's like, "Go out and fight crime, honey. I made you a costume." It's just a little. I, I, they, I, it's a little unrealistic. I wish there was a little bit more where she's like, "I'm worried about you. I, I think this is too dangerous." Like, not once were they like, "This might be too dangerous." Yeah, I know. She's like, However, "Oh, a whole building blew up. I'll be right back." What? They watched her in that fight, though. So I think a lot of this was about whether or not they felt they could trust Kamala, um, and they saw they could. You know, they, she saved their lives yes. and the lives of everyone in their community. So like that, you have to, you have to count that moment of them watching her not only take on damage control, but also take on Cameron and also instead of taking down Cameron, save Cameron. Like she saved everybody. She handled that situation by herself in, in like the best case scenario. So... And the thing that I love the most about this is that her and Cameron want to fuck, but he's has too much power and he doesn't know how to handle it. And he kind of is mad and angry and wants to use it to hurt people. Yeah. But she has to stop him, but she also wants to fuck yeah. him. And I'm telling you, there's no better enemy than somebody you want to have sex with. Yeah. So I'm all for that. I just wish that wasn't happening at the very end. I know. Well, you know, not, I was like, this is where it's getting marbles. good. And now it's the end. I loved that her family like did that. wind up being such meaningful contributors to her superhero story, which, yes, it totally admit it was a 180 from where they were in episode one. But just the fact that she got her name from her goddamn father, I sure did cry. That was so sweet. Yeah, that was really sweet. Where her, maid, that was her so name sweet. actually means marvelous. I, I thought... There was a weirdness between who was the villain in the show, Damage Control versus the clandestine. But, you know, clandestine, I think they were actually just more tools to advance Kamala's um, origin story. It's Kamala. I got to stop saying Kamala. Kamala's origin story, but in the real villains were kind of Damage Control. Yeah. Kind of, sort of. I mean, you don't need to pick one. There could be two. Uh, but I was, I was surprised that, like, what an antagonist damage control wound up being at the end of the series. Yeah. And why do they have so much power? 
Sorry, why do they have so much power? In the books, Damage Control's like, we clean up buildings. Of this, in the MCU, oh, like, what are they? What kind of jurisdiction do they have? But not much jurisdiction where then, but then it's also like, where they, her boss was just like, don't do it, it's a school. And she just goes in and like blows up the school, basically. Totally destroys Jesus. the school. And then I'm just like, how are you, what are you? And then she doesn't even catch either of them. So then he's like, so you're fired. I'm like, yeah, yeah, you did. Yeah, she's done. Basically, you you did the worst. This is like literally the worst possible outcome. <laughs> that was the worst possible outcome. It was adorable. Also, everyone was around. So And it also was in front of everybody. Everybody. That was, was the one thing of like, it kept cutting to the mom and dad reaching their hands out behind a barrier going, ah. And then there was a part where the 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 power was like shooting out to kill everybody. And everyone's sitting there going, oh. And I'm like, run. <laughs> run. <laughs> there was one point where they're like, oh, it's coming to kill us. And I'm like, all of you can run watching dummies. I don't know. Like if we lived in the MCU, I think we'd be like, I'm not missing this shit. This is awesome. <laughs> I'm staying. <laughs> what I love. They're like those people at a tsunami. We're like, wow, the ocean is going in a mile. I'm going to walk cool. out. Oh, it's Namor. <laughs> I, I love that. What's even less believable to me is that the way everyone got there and amassed in that around the school was because of Zoe's live Instagram feed. I'm like, really? Do, does, does Kamala's dad yeah. follow Zoe? Cause like, and like get an alert on his phone. <laughs> Cause like he got an alert on his phone and it's like, it's Zoe coming to you live. I'm like, what? Pedophile. <laughs> Why does everybody in this town follow Zoe? No matter what demographic they are. I know. Right. That was ridiculous. Cause that's how Instagram works. Right. That's how Instagram works. It's like sex in the city with podcasts. <laughs> the new sex in the city. Yeah. How they think oh, podcasts work. Get me started. Oh my with God. I just like loved that, it. Like, like Zoe that. starts Instagram living and then everyone starts getting alerts on their phone. I'm like, what is this? Yeah. Basically you just called out and said that you're, her fucking dad is basically jerking <laughs> off to her high school. They should have had a line from like, they should have had a line from like Kamala's mom that was like, well, why, why are you following, why are you following Zoe? Being like, we need <laughs> to talk about this. <laughs> we need to have a conversation. <laughs> so weird. Although them oh my God. running around the high school trying to distract and stall damage control was hilarious. It was very home alone. Very it was home very alone. cute. It was very well choreographed. I loved that the brother, like the reason the brother was there, it wasn't like, where have you been? Why aren't you home? I'm worried sick about you. He was just like, oh, I was just trying to find you. Here you are. The one thing, though, is I wish they also maybe, like at least in Hawkeye, she was like, oh, I've studied like karate and other types of, like, I was like, there's parts where she's like punching and dodging. And I'm like, where's she learn? Right. Where's she learn to fight like that? I wish there was one line where she's just like, Oh, uh, well, my, my, you know, Taekwondo class, like, I just, just one. I just feel she's like way too good of a fighter for someone that is not, that literally has just like been doing animations <laughs> right. on her computer. Her right. She, or if it's kind of like spider Toby Maguire, Spider-Man, where he's like, oh my I God, the, the that. bracelet makes me fight. The bracelet yeah. now makes me fight well. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. I'll just say that's what it is. The bracelet can make her That's fight. what it is. You mean her nega band? All right. I, I no prized myself. There you go. Let's let's fast forward to the post credits before we talk. Okay. Even so, then. oh, I did say Negaband. Uh, where this is leading up. So to. you know, Evil Jeff, the Negaband in the comics. Yeah. There was a moment where the Negabands would allow Quasar and Rick Jones to swap places physically. Yes, I remember that. And in this post credit scene, it seems that's what happens with Kamala and Carol Danvers. They swapped places and Carol suddenly shows up in a room covered with pictures of herself. I will say this. So I found out that that scene was directed by Nia DaCosta, who's directing the Marvels. What? And have you seen the footage of this Disney cruise ship that's got the Captain Marvel and Falcon and Ms. Marvel fighting all of these like drone robot things? No. Have you seen that online? There's a Disney no. cruise ship where like one of the exp- one of the dinner experiences is like there's this original kind of adventure and part of it is having like Ant-Man, Wasp, Carol, Falcon, Ms. Marvel, like 
it's all the new crop of Avengers having this adventure together. In fact, part of it is Paul Rudd addressing the audience saying, and you know what? I've heard your questions about why I couldn't get small and get up in there and uh, kill Thanos. And I just want to say the reason I couldn't do that is gross. Also, it doesn't work that way. (laughs) On this cruise ship, Paul Rudd addresses the whole Ant-Man up Thanos' ass thing. (laughs) But also on this cruise ship, is this a video that's being played yes, on a cruise ship? Yes, it is. Um, and the video is go- it's like somebody who was having dinner filmed it on their phone and posted it online. But also in that is Carol interacting with Sam Wilson. And Why do just people that go on a Disney cruise get access to this? I know, right? Because they paid a lot of money. That, too, is directed by Nia DaCosta. And I have to say, just from seeing Carol in that clip... And Carol's, like, non-verbal acting at the end of Ms. Marvel, there's something different about Brie Larson's performance as Carol Danvers. It's, you think she's a, a um, with the shapeshifters, what are they called? No, I think she's being directed by a better director. Oh, <laughs> oh it's just someone who's making her act good. I think it's somebody who's making her act better. Like, I think the other director... Of, the, of Captain Marvel was, or like maybe even the Russos were like, you're steely, you're tough, you keep things close to the vest, you know? And I think that's why people had difficulty like connecting to Carol, not me. But now Carol's a little bit like, she's brighter, she's more energetic. Like it just feels like Brie Larson is leaning yeah. in and having more fun as Carol in these little things I saw. Yeah. And I hope that that translates to Nia DaCosta's The Marvels. Because I think Nia DaCosta is like, Brie, have fun. After The Marvels, all I'm saying is I want there to be a show that has um, She-Hulk, um, Kat Dennings' character from the MCU. Darcy. Darcy, um, uh, Jessica Jones, and Captain Marvel. I want all four of them. I want them to be the new defenders. Oh my God, I love it. Um, Now let's talk about, I was screaming and Joe, of course, the king of spoilers. (laughs) Can you walk walk me through? Joe Joe started spoiling himself. You knew? Like he he spoils himself. So he knew what was coming. So he's like, I know what the big twist is. I'm like, don't fucking say anything to me. So I'm watching it. And then uh, what's your friend's name? Bruno? Bruno? Yeah, Bruno. Brian. I can't remember if that's the fake name. No, Brian is the fake name. Bruno is the real name. Okay, Bruno. Okay. So Bruno is like, hey, Kamala, I've been wondering, like, why is it that you have access to the powers on that? And other people have worn it and they don't. And I've been digging into something and there's something in your genetics. There's something in your genes. And I started going, what? No. Are you fucking kidding me? I'm screaming. And as I scream, I stop and then I hear it. I fucking they hear sure did. the X-Men theme sure song. I- and I just turn and I'm like, is that, was that the X-Men theme song? Cause it's one of those things where you're like, are they saying what I think I am? Oh yeah. 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 I, I saw, I had oh, to yeah, plot, like, he's like, there's I'm something screaming. about your jeans. I was, I was like, there's something screaming. about your jeans. And like half of me was like, oh, oh, and the other half went, the other half was like, and your head shut exploded. Up. You're like picking your brains up, like, shoving it up, back naive in your half. Ear. Like there's no way <laughs> they're going to say mutants. There's no way. And then he said it. And then they played that music. Like I, I just immediately hit pause. And I just like sat there. <laughs> I just sat there. And I was like, and, and, yeah. What? And it, it came as such a surprise because She's an inhuman. She's not a mutant. So the last thing I would have expected is we're going to make the first MCU mutant. Like Ms. Marvel is the first MCU mutant. It's payback, bitch. It's payback for all those times. But here, okay, and this is amazing, but I'm going to tell you this, this much. The comic books do not like to steer that clear, that far away. Oh, I know. From the MCU. I know. Hello, Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver. And so yeah. here's my other thing that I think is going to happen. I think by the end of Axe, Eve of Destruction, I think Ms. Marvel is going to be a mutant. Absolutely. 
I, I think you're absolutely correct. They're going to figure out a way to make her a mutant. I think they're going to do the whole, like, fucking Inhumans are going to be like, oh, no, you're all just mutants, but you're mutants who are triggered by that gas. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Oh, my God, that's brilliant. That's what it's going to be. And they're all going to be mutants. But I will say this. Kamala was, su- Kamala was supposed to be a mutant originally. The original vision for her in the comics was that she was a mutant, and Ike Paul But they Perlmutter, hated mutants then. Yeah, it was under Perlmutter's Marvel. He was trying to get rid of X-Men to stick it to Fox, and so he was like, no, he make her should be human. publicly executed. He, yep. Like, what a, what a fuck-up. But what, what great... All because of money. What great vengeance. Like, hey, remember that time, Marvel, you tried to replace the X-Men with the Inhumans? Payback, bitch. Kevin Feige was like... I mean, none of this would have happened if they weren't able to buy out Fox. But thank God, oh. thank God for monopolies. So I, you <laughs> and I, you and I could have done an episode <laughs> of who do we think the first mutant in the MCU is going to be, and we could have done that episode for three fucking hours. Never once would you and I have ever said Ms. Never Marvel. Once would we have never ever would we have said Ms. Marvel. Ms. Marvel. But here we never. are. <laughs> the first fucking mutant. And do you know who that, who, what, do you know what this means though? Do you know who I think is 100% a mutant? Who? Namor. Oh, for sure. In the MCU. Listen, I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you 100% Wanda. I think Wanda mutant. also. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And oh, Agatha. Wanda, definitely a mutant. And, and I want to say, like, so here's the big rumor, Evil Jeff, that I'm like, I, I don't know how true this rumor is, and I'm speculating on top of this rumor not being true. But have you heard the Margot Robbie rumor? Um, who is she playing? That Margot Robbie has made a deal with Marvel and she will be playing a character who will be pivotal to the narrative and the future of the MCU. Oh shit, do you think she's Emma Frost? <laughs> I mean, that seems perfect, right? It seems perfect, like, for, for casting and for, like, plotting reasons that Emma Frost would be, like, like the, the Julia Louis-Dreyfus of mutants, like the Valentina. Can you imagine? There's, like, but what if she shows up at the end of, like, Thunderbolts as a TV show with Julia Louis-Dreyfus, and at the end they're like, oh, you have another meeting with someone, and in walks fucking... Emma Frost. Like, it's oh. not out of the realm of, like... Oh, my God, my head Kevin, would fucking like, explode. you know, I don't... No. Because once... No, because now that they've said mutants exist, it's all up for grabs of when they're going to start um, showing people off. Because that just because... It any minute. That's what I'm saying. Just because they're... They've already showed Professor X in another world. They've already said mutants are now in the MCU, the 616. Ugh, that still pisses me off. And... So, so it is so literally they can just start at any point sh- having an X-Men show up. They're here. They're here. They're Mutants here. have been introduced in the MCU. Confirmed. They're, they're here. here. They're queer. Get used they're to queer. it. They're queer. Get used to it. I mean, shit. There, there are one of two people coming to talk to Ms. Marvel. It's either Charles Xavier or it's Emma Frost. And Kevin Feige knows yeah. Emma's better. Yes. Any smart Kevin Feige knows Emma Frost is the funnest character. The best to character. Write. The best character to write. And the fact that they wrote X-Men First Class knowing that Grant Morrison's Emma Frost already existed and still decided to write her as a dumb sex pot. No. No. Kevin Feige's probably like, no. you know who's better than an old guy in a wheelchair? A hot blonde with perfect tits and a sense of humor. I mean, (laughs) and good taste. Yeah. Yeah. Can you imagine if Margot fucking Robbie was Emma Frost? I mean, I'd be pretty happy with that. A good old Harley Quinn becomes Emma Frost. Speaking of which, she's starting to put trailers out for the new season of Harley Quinn. Oh, I'm so excited. Can't wait. Things are great. Thank you. Thank you, Ms. Marvel. Thank you very much. What a great Emma Frost week, by the way. Yes. Yes. If only I could sleep in diamond form so I could not age. So I don't age. Oh. Ay, ay, ay. Well, I think we did it. 
We did it. I know we did it. My computer is saying low batteries. I think we got to wrap it up. Okay. Well, why don't you finish it up, Brett? Everyone knows that Jeff and I are queer. Do you know why? It wasn't because of our mutated genes. No, no. It's because we read comic books. That's right. And when you read comics, that makes you queer. Goodbye. Bye. Emma Frost is coming to the MCU, confirmed. Oh. Bye.